Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 111 with the amazing sales pro Tanya Pluckrose. Hi, this is Tanya Pluckrose. You are listening to Heart Style Podcast with Christine Shlonsky. Enjoy. I'm so excited about today's guest because we have a very special topic. We are going to cover the art of selling to women. And you might be asking yourself, oh, really, is there a difference? And yes, there is. And therefore, I have the expert and thought leader, Tanya Plakros, for you on Heart Sales Podcast. She is all about attracting and retaining high-value clientele. She helps business owners who struggle to sell their products and services with her six-star selling system. Her company focuses on innovative ways in creating the right kind of client experience that increases sales, client acquisition, and retention. She is an international best-selling author of The Art of Selling to a Woman, and I'm so super excited to have her on to dive into that topic so you can learn from her and be inspired by her. Before we hop on, make sure you have subscribed to Heart Sells Podcast, and please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and share the love. So if you want to hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, the only thing you need to do is find the podcast tab and there you have all the podcasts at your fingertips with all the transcripts, show notes, key points, and obviously the wonderful resources we are sharing. Looking forward to the interview with Tanya Plegros, so let's welcome her. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you, Christine. It's so good to be here. Yes, I am so excited to speak to you today because you have such a big mission of how to sell to women. And I think so many people on this planet just don't know how to do this. And they are not aware of all these amazing and important facts that if you, for example, buy a house or um, make important purchasing decisions and you are in a relationship, it's usually the woman who decides. And I find this very, very interesting. When I learned that at first, I was like, oh, really? And then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I would love to dive into that. And, and also what brought you onto that path that you are from all the opportunities in this world shows to teach people on this important point. Okay, well, Christine, let me start with how I actually did get started, and then that will parlay into it will parlay into um, the reason why I am so passionate about this mission. So, around about four years ago, I immigrated to America. And prior to immigrating here, I used to work for a world-renowned airline called Qantas Airlines for over 21 years. So I traveled the world and really mastered the art of exceptional customer service because Qantas really does have a wonderful reputation in the marketplace for delivering a great client experience to anyone and everyone on any flight to any destination. And I remember arriving here and my husband wanted to buy me a 
a car. We needed a sec an, another car for the family because here in LA, the public transport system isn't that great. So he said, come on, darling, let me spoil you with a premium brand of car. And I've always wanted a BMW. And of course, <laughs> European style cars in Australia are so expensive because of the import tax. So when I arrived here, I went, oh, they half the price. So off we went, and within a month of me arriving to the local BMW dealership to purchase this car. And we were greeted not by a salesman, but a saleswoman. And just to let your listeners know, I was relieved, like, yes, she's a woman. She's going to get me. And she's not going to rip us off. I know she isn't. I mean, hey, we're women. We can do spirits together. We'll look after each other. I know we will. So this was my thought. And then she started to sell the car. And she kept on selling the car to my husband. So she would say, now, Mr. Bird, what color would you like? And is it an SUV or is it a sedan? And how fast do you want it to go? And is it four-door, two-door? And, and she continually would sell it. So we'd walk away and I'd go, and my husband would say, so what do you think? And I'd go, I don't know, honey. I don't know. I couldn't make up my mind. Well, by the third week, I couldn't sign the dotted line. And I kept thinking to myself, what is it about her? And then she even offered him a test drive and not me. And I was getting so mad inside. And I kept saying, I'm suspicious of her. And I kept saying to my husband, I think she fancies you. I really do. I mean, I told her we just got married. And look at her. She's all over you, but not me. So in the end, we surrendered that deal because I said to my husband, I don't want to buy from this dealership. I don't care. I would rather drive 20 miles away to purchase this car and buy from her. And so we did. We surrendered because a woman, of course, being newly married, I got my way. We went elsewhere. But after that experience and a couple of others, I realized there's something not right here. Hang on. Actually, she doesn't know how to sell to women. She spent the entire process selling to him. Why? Because she had obviously learned all about selling cars via those internal training programs that mm. I believe were designed by men for men, but not were designed by women for women to sell to women. There was the gap. And I realized that actually there were many companies out there that um, were learning how to sell from these textbooks from men. But no one had written books by women to sell to women. And women, I believe, in my opinion, requires a different approach to selling compared to a man. So then I, so then I um, started up my own business as, as soon as I arrived in this country. Within a month, within a year, I started my own company. And I decided, I found out that I too hated sales. I just I, I found it hard to pick up the phone and I realized that I actually at that time became very compassionate towards that woman because she too didn't understand, hadn't mastered the art of selling and she was following a template according to a large uh, automotive, a large company, the BMW, plus also the automotive industry, the boys club way of selling. So then I thought, right, I'm going to do something about this. So I did a lot of research and I came up with my own template to selling to women based on my 21 years of 
experience with quantum. Because I, I, I didn't realize it, but everyone, whatever career you're in right now, you're always being prepared for your next career. And I had been prepared for my next career, mm. which was how to sell the master the art of selling, especially to women, with the template that Qantas had gave me. And Qantas gave me the key because they continually made a, a profit every year, a billion-dollar profit, because they always invested in three key areas, which was appearance, approach, and accountability. So appearance is all about the way you groomed yourself, the appearance of the aircraft inside and outside, their approach, the way they they upskilled us every single year to, to really understand and deliver on the customer journey for, say, 14 and a half hours. They strategically showed us how to show up when it came to the welcome the farewell and everything else in between, how to have those divine conversations, how to surprise and delight, anticipate the unexpressed needs of your customers, how nothing was too much trouble. And then the accountability part was the follow-up, how if something went wrong on flight, you never let a customer get off with, with a sour taste in their mouth because of a service failure. You, you went all out to recover that customer, especially based on the value they were bringing to the airline. So if someone had bought a first class ticket, you actually didn't actually recover them in flight. The recovery began the moment they touched down in the final destination. That's when the whole operation went all out to recover that customer. So. I learned that that was the template that was the client experience. And if every company incorporated that into their business plan, they would succeed in sales. And then, of course, you, I also learned about the processes and the methodology of selling. But that is my, that's my template for when I go out and work with these companies. We look at those three key areas and make changes and adjustments. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I, I learned that very early in my sales career. My boss back then, he always described how he lost the big deal in his real estate career that he had before, where he had a couple with a son that was about to graduate from college. And he didn't really warm up with the son. He had a really good conversation with the parents and they were ready to move forward. And then the son stepped in and kind of smashed the deal by saying, well, don't you want to sleep over it? And I'm not sure. And I'm about to move out. And you promised me a new car. And, and like this conversation. And he said he learned that moment on, it's to get everybody into the boat. Like, make sure you serve everybody. You don't leave anybody out. And if they have a dog, give the dog a bone. That's right. <laughs> That's so, right. and obviously the lady was trying to sell that BMW uh, totally missed on the power of two people showing up and told the person she thought had the decision-making power and totally missed 
to ask the question who the car was for. I mean, I, I, you didn't mention it, and from the way you described it, no, I don't didn't. know who that was. And my husband had even told her in the beginning, I'm here to purchase the car for my wife. Wow. But she didn't listen because she was so institutionalized mm. by the automotive industry to, you know, sell the car to him. And she used to the she was used to the stereotyping. Oh yeah. well, if he's walked in, he's cashed up. <laughs> he's going to um, purchase the car. But little did she know that I'd left Qantas with a, a beautiful package, a, a beautiful handshake, a juicy handshake after 21 years, and it was me that had the money as well to purchase it and make a contribution. But there you go. Um, and yeah, it was just that. But I, I thank her now because wow, she really gave me my mission. She really gave me my mission for going out now to service to to, to not only help women sell to, to other women, but also help you know men sell to women as well with my with my template. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so lovely, and I think it's such a beautiful task and. And such a wonderful lesson to have learned because it, it did put yourself on a mission. And also, I think for the listener, it's such a beautiful example to understand like whatever they are doing in their businesses with their services and products, like always include all the decision makers, even though you think one person might not be a decision maker, if they are sitting on the table or at the table, you know, they have to be included, right? That's, that's wonderful. And I love how you bring to the table the customer experience. Yeah, right? it's so important. Yes, because that is where that sour taste that comes from so often when we want to purchase something and we're not treated in the right way. We are not having a good customer experience. And I think that is also a big part maybe even the biggest part of all the people who love what they do, but they are fearful of selling because they are fearful of coming across pushy or sleazy or salesy because they had that customer experience that wasn't good for them. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to be like those people, those salespeople. Correct. This is wonderful. So may I ask you, like, what was the very first thing you ever sold in your life? What did I, um, I would say when, like, growing up, I think growing up in South Africa with my twin sister, we would often, we would often sell uh, our lollies. We call them lollies in Australia, our sweets. We bargain with those in our pocket money, you know. Oh, you've got to you know, toffee bars left here. Here's a dollar for those. So that's how we learned that's really so cool. to sell towards it. Well, I was very lucky. I had a twin sister growing up. So we were best friends. We did everything together. So that was our way of interacting um, in the big world because we had, had each other and that was the most important thing before compared to our friends. We yeah, always looked yeah. So you, you do have that entrepreneurial blood in you. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, very much, very much. I didn't think so, though, working for the airline for 21 years. 
Yeah. But, uh, but then when I was doing that, I'd always, I'd always, I'd always look at people running their own companies, not not CEOs of companies. I felt sorry for those in the end because they were very stressed, and they um, were they didn't look like they were enjoying themselves. But I always admired those people who were when I would have conversations with people who were running their own companies, doing seminars all over the world. I used to often think, oh, I'd love to be doing that. I'd love to be doing that. And I used to be a manager for Quantum. And I used to be the lady who would lead a big team of 20 cabin crew on the A380. I was the, the chief flight attendant. So I'd always have to give a briefing um, for every sector and rev them up and get them excited about you know, about inspiring them to go all out and deliver an exceptional client experience all those 14 and a half hours. And I'd always come up with different themes to motivate them. And that's when I always knew this is what I really want to do, but on a much bigger platform. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you set out to touch so many people's lives and that, that's, that's so exciting. And I, I love that conversation. So what do you think is the biggest challenge when selling to women? The biggest challenge, I believe, is that they find it, they, they don't believe in themselves. They, it's, they, I believe, haven't made peace with themselves. So they not, don't feel they're worthy of asking for that price. They can say it, but they don't have that knowing inside, mm. that, that very deep-seated knowing of, of their gifts and talents. They think, oh, well, here's my service, yeah, and they just say the number, but the number doesn't come within, it comes off the tongue. And then, of course, the actual client can feel the, the incongruency, can feel that there's something missing here. That person doesn't believe in what they've got in their products and services. They don't believe it. And I feel it's the inner work by doing that worthy work um, the worthy work, um, getting down to it and really believing in yourself and what you produce, then when you say it, there's no, you don't vacillate for a moment because you know it inside. Yes. So I, that's what I feel is the missing piece. Yeah, yeah. And that's so interesting that you say that because I see it the same way. So many People. I mean, every intelligent person can say, that's my package, it's 10K, but then there's a difference and how you back it up, if you back it up with every single cell in your body, or if you just say it and there's not really an emotion attached, or maybe even you're changing your voice or your body language, and then all of a sudden, your client will feel that something uh -huh. is off. So beautiful, yeah. So I would love to dive into that um, more. And I'm so happy that we do have a second interview set up. Yeah. I'm just lies. So let people know where they can find you. Okay, so um, I've got a website and it's easy to remember. So it's, you know, www.tanyapluckrose.com. And you can find me there. And I've got all my details there. And I'd be delighted to support people with not only the art of selling, which is some of the having been able to 
feel comfortable having those enrollment conversations. But I love to work with people also, even if you're a single entrepreneur, to also, also show them about the client experience. Even if you're working one-on-one -on -one with someone, make sure you have a client experience attached to that. Mm. Don't just sell them your product or service. You need to have a client experience, and that involves those three key areas. Because you can get up on, on the phone and you know, or Zoom call for your hour, have your coaching. But what did you do before? And what did you do after to check in with your client before the next call? Have you surprised and delighted your client over those three months by sending them uh, tokens of appreciation? Don't ever wait to the end to send your client a thank you gift. Do it in between because that way you stand out. You are, are going building that relationship with your client. And even if they stop working with you, they will remember how you made them feel and they will be doing your marketing to send more clients to you. So that's what I also I love to do is not just the processes, but the, the experience. Let's look at the experience on yeah. top of your packages. Yeah, let's let's have a look at that as well. And one last question to kind of finish off this interview. Do you feel that it's more important for women that in the client experience that they feel amazing than for men? I, I do. I do because women are emotionally orientated and women are great caretakers and they are always caretaking for other people. So for someone else to step in and shower them in some, some TLC, some tender loving care, um, I believe women really love that. They find it very hard to give themselves. With that being said, men now are suddenly realizing that they too, many men also love that now. And men believe that they uh, don't mind paying for a product or service, but they are also seeing the value in an experience as well on top of that. But often that, 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 that experience, it's the wife. It's the wife. When she's happy with, with it, when she's happy, he's happy. So you might as well give the experience to him because he'll come home and say, oh, can you believe what this company just did for me? And she'll go, oh, isn't it? So she's the one who often champions and on and celebrates it. And then he's beginning to go, oh, I love this as well. You're right. Yeah, yeah. There is a saying, I don't know where that comes from, and I heard it once and had to smile. It's like, Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so, yeah, they say that here in America a lot. I hadn't heard it. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before either. But that might be something to keep in your mind when you do customer service or customer experience that, you know, if everybody's happy, then it's so much easier for you and your business to, to grow, to get your message and your gifts out in the world. And it makes everything easier selling, serving, dealing with complaints, if there are any, because if the person is generally happy and you, you know, there's something on the way that's in the way, it's easier to get uh, rid of that challenge than when the person is not in that happy state. Correct. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I, so. I love this, Tanya. This is so, this is golden nuggets everywhere. So I'm so looking forward to our next interview. Thank you so, so much 
for having been on Hard Cells and um, talk to you soon. Okay, thank you, Christine. Bye for now. Well, I really enjoyed my conversation with Tanya and I could so feel with her when she was about to buy her new car and then it did not work out the way she thought it would. So if you are having a sales process, an onboarding process, a process where you set up your clients to have a conversation with you, have a look at that process. That's my little challenge to you within the next days, this week, so to speak. Really experience your own offers. How would you react if you were a man or a woman buying your services and products? And how would you feel and maybe what needs to be changed in your marketing, in your approach, so that both women and men feel amazing in the sales process and really, really get that value out of the sales experience. Thank you so much for being here. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com for the show notes, the transcript, the key points and all the resources, as well as all of Tanya's social media handles. It's just one click away. And yeah, make sure you subscribe and you share the love for Heart Sells Podcast. Let's make this a movement of heart sellers deeply caring for their clients, delivering amazing, amazing value, being authentic and true, and just having fun in this wonderful world. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. And I'm saying bye for now.